0: You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Okay, now that we know that there will be a 2023 game, let's talk about what we hope to see in 2023. I'm going to start just because it's pretty mostly cosmetic for me. This was a change that that I mentioned last season, and it just takes me back to like early early in my fantasy career, like 2013, 2014 um, fantasy games, when we still had a a dashboard for, when you logged into the game, you got this nice little dashboard, and it sort of told you, here were the the best top scoring players, here are some of the top performing leagues, just a, a nice little collection for, for players to see when they first got into the game. Uh, instead of just your player roster, give you just a quick little overview so you could help maybe find a new league that you wanted to have or you saw what the captain stats looked like to see where, maybe where you fell. And uh, I know that's probably a provider specific sort of thing, but I, I really think that would be uh, a fun little addition and uh, maybe a community building tool for me is where people start seeing some popular leagues or things pop up that they might be able to identify other groups or communities that they want to get involved with. Uh, and then the other thought I have is if there's any way now to help develop the um, the individual, the personal leagues that people create, the few more, I don't know, like commissioner type options for how you manage your league. I think that would be cool since I know that, and that may be personal too, since we're doing more of our little pro rail league now. But just a few options to to just be able to uh, how you interact with the players, how you can adjust your your game, how you can if you can. If you identified those zombie teams to kick them out or make some of the changes that might be too hard but just just a bit more of that sort of commissioner-esque uh ability you can have with your teams i think that would be fun for some of the, the personal leagues that that people end up creating but no huge changes for me again mostly kind of cosmetic because i i think a lot of it really worked very well well here and we will after after we talk about our personal things we did have some feedback questions we'll touch on some of those and get people's thoughts on those specific things too so uh Skylar what are you I know you you kind of know what's going to happen but just your, your personal things like what were some changes just would be on top of your list of what you'd love to see uh, the direction the game goes
1: I mean I, I don't know too much yet just other than just <laughs> like I said the season is just freshly ended and we're we we've kind of hit on a few things what will you pitch um, yeah no just talking to some of the guys on the digital side like Like I mentioned, just with the new new schedule, the new deal in place with Apple, then I think we'll start to see a little bit more um, engagement on that side as far as like match nights, so to speak. Then I think there's going to be some things that we're working on that will kind of be in cahoots with with MLS Fantasy Mm -hmm. on that side of things. So as far as changes to the game, personally, I mean, I – just from a challenge aspect I'd kind of like to see uh, a limit on transfers come back Um, I wouldn't mind you know the unlimited transfers is fun I like I like uh, being able to change it every week I almost think that that is a little bit of a a constraint to some of the casual players um, honestly just because you know you don't have the ability to uh, jump right in and, and have, and basically be on the same plane level playing ground as somebody that's been playing the entire season, building that bank roll up. Um, that's that what daily
2: fantasy is for. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, I, I am kind of on the fence a, a little bit, I guess you could say, because I like the, uh, I do like being able to like completely just retool your team. It's fun. I mean, let's face it, like it's fun to be able to say, hey, these are going to be the best players at this position. But I also like the challenge of pretty much drafting a team at the beginning of the season. Those are your guys. I mean, yeah, you have a few transfers that or maybe two or three transfers you can make week in, week out um, without having a penalty. I like the challenge of being able to manage a team over the course of a season. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how everybody else feels about that. But for me, then I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards getting back to uh, to a limit on transfers.
3: So before we move on with other ideas, I miss that old system for what it is. And I loved it. But we had major bottlenecks back in the day because you get to a six-team single game week. And so you're making all your transfers or using your wild card to retool for that week and then having to branch out from there. I'm curious if the new TV deal and spreading the games out, we only had a couple of weeks where it was four or six teams playing. And so those bottlenecks seem to be going away. And I'm wondering if the new TV deal could even further get rid of those bottlenecks. I think something like that coming back would be great. But I don't agree that it's casual friendly you miss a week or two and now you've got guys that are way out of form and you're only allowed a couple of transfers to try to correct it. It makes it really tough. I could honestly see the game being split into kind of what we have today as your weekly fantasy with the fixed budget. You're playing for prizes and MLS is just running basically a daily fantasy type of thing with the variable, but I mean, fixed budget could do it real easy. You could do the variable budget and have it, but go back to the old game style as a marathon game that's full season long it's your hardcore players and really kind of break it out into two competitions and instead of predict six and that you'd maybe do your daily fantasy where you pick 11 maybe get rid of the subs for that budget pick 11 and go that way you take away the aroos you make it really casual friendly and then you go back to that old system of two transfers a week you take a points penalty for more because that's a fun element to add to the game too. You may want to pick up a third mid that you know is going to have a monster week. You're willing to sacrifice two points because he's going to outscore the other guy you've got by five. And It's so you interesting. Up, yeah, it's interesting uh, the, the number. I, I missed that system, but I think for casuals, what we have today is so much better.
1: Yeah. No, and I'm not, you know, Again, I'm not saying that's going to be a for sure change, and I haven't even said anything like on my side. And I think that's the that's the cool thing. That's probably the encouraging takeaway from me just being a little bit more involved um, on the MLS side of things um, is that they're the guys on the gaming team and the, the digital side of things. They are you know, they welcome. Uh, feedback from the fantasy community I mean even to the point where some of the guys have said like let's have a round table before the next season and see you know have a group thing let's see what everybody thinks and so for me then that's that's cool to see just that they're willing to to listen to everybody to hear kind of like what you're saying Blaine Um, give your feedback on the gameplay as it is now and how it could be Um, And so, yeah, I mean, they're I think on that side of things and everybody's willing to and and open to listen to what kind of changes everybody wants. I get the casual
0: comment, though, because I mean, at at the end of the year, I I finished with a budget of one hundred and (laughs) sixty five point six million. So if someone came in at the fourth quarter, I mean, we kind of we had this Champions League system. Hey, if you finish in the top 50 in this quarter, you can make it. But if you joined in that fourth quarter to try to be like, hey, I wonder what I can do. Oh, my budget's 100 million and this person's budget's 170 million. Oh, I'm probably not I, going to. I mean, people are so good. I mean, we definitely had some teams close to 100 million that that could have done well based on the players you pick. If you pick some of the definitely differential players, but I, I can see how that would be a barrier to overcome with our current system. And and I'm not opposed to limited transfers. I've lived in that system as well. Um that's of course what our our FPL players know. Um I'd be interested in the total number, like especially when we had our bye weeks and call ups and stuff. That we had a different schedule, maybe more than two, maybe like six or something, or and maybe no carryover, just just six total. So you could at least maybe make some changes. Um, but I'd be game yeah. just to to see how it how it worked.
1: Yeah, and I think for anybody that's just just jumping in, then it's I mean they have a open canvas. I mean they're kind mm-hmm. of at an advantage compared to somebody that's already got a team set in stone. You only have a few transfers. And so especially if somebody is just jumping in that week, trying to win that $150 uh, weekly prize, then yeah, I mean, you're basically putting out the best team probably for that given week. And I feel like you just a a fan jumping in has a little bit more of a upper hand than somebody that's already locked in playing. Mm -hmm.
2: So why wouldn't I go to Google and create 34 email addresses
1: because <laughs> you got the security team watching out on the back on the back end for Christian trying to trying to pull uh, one off.
2: Well, um I'm okay, so so my opinion on this is that um I'm I'm open to limited transfers. There were there was there was a there was a reason we went away from that and and it was a very good one. Um, the nature of this league is n- the consistency of lineups in this league is nowhere near like it is in the premier league and this is why the mm-hmm. premier league does it that way because you pretty much know who tottenham's going to roll out every week the only team in this league that's like that is possibly philadelphia hmm. everybody else is a crap shoot so you're going to have frustrated players, you're going to have casuals that are going to get mad and leave, because they're locked into these players that were great the week before, and now they're not playing. Um, for no reason other than rotation or because the coach decided, you know. Um but that brings There's,
0: up the same conversation too: of is that then the advantage of the hardcore player? Are you forcing the casual? Well, that's what I'm getting. I mean, at. Is they, like,
1: are they paying that much attention? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if if it's at that at that level, then is is it really?
2: Well, okay. I, so I view this this game, and here's why I view this game this way: I view this game as only really truly for the dedicated season-long warriors, because the attrition rate. Not only in this league, uh, fantasy game, but everyone in the, in existence, Bundesliga, FPL, they have attrition like crazy. So it's not about that necessarily, but the the fantasy manager season long games are about the ones who are serious about getting a great rank at the end of the season. So, me personally, this is this is a multi season slog. So. I've had it in my mind when we've made major changes to the rules that okay, I'm just happy we have a game, but that's going to set me back on honing my uh, multi-season arc, if you will. I mean, I want to take first overall. That's my goal, and I, I'm not going to get. I have less chance of getting there if we change it up majorly every year, because I have to adjust my game and to just to appease you know like people who are going to drop out halfway through anyway you know so that's you know that's my point of view as a hardcore player um i do understand why you would want to appeal to the casual player i get it 100% and i have a solution for that it's called marketing mm-hmm. um <laughs> so lots of smarter guys Have a, you have guys a big than bag, big bag
1: of cash behind you for that <laughs>
2: You can do plenty of marketing for a very little amount of money.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, social media is it's one. It's
2: about effort. Yeah. So, so I mean, t-shirts, I mean, I, like you could do anything you want just to get the name out and get it, you know, like testimonials work. <laughs> That's free. Um, you know, play up, you know, put a, put a spot on or ask one, of ask one of the announcers since, like Apple's doing all of this next season, ask the announcers to mention the fantasy game once in a in a broadcast.
0: I hear there's some sports server that does some good marketing. Perfect. Christian, yeah.
3: what's funny, and it's not Skyler's problem. It, I did this before. I offered to write up two or three blurbs for the person in Skyler's position in the past that could then be emailed out to tv broadcast and stadium broadcast and say hey bring these up like and this was back in the day it's like hey did you know benny fellhaber's got one of the highest averages in the fantasy game right now like yeah something like that i offered to write those up and give those out at one point because it's like you start talking about that over the loudspeaker at the stadium or on the tv broadcast people take note like espn runs a ticker at the bottom for fantasy points for football players during the nfl it's it's just part of it It, when it's in front of you you think about it and it's just not in front of you in the same way so yeah
2: well there's a momentum there's a momentum and i played several fantasy uh fantasy soccer leagues bundesliga all about the data like all about the Mm -hmm. data and the entertainment of turning that data into a game this is very much that way too um But you hear it more in the announcers about XG. They bring up XG. They bring up, you know, like other stats that used to be obscure to the average fan. They're talking about it on a national broadcast now. Like, get people into the data and and performance stats. Um, And I understand not a lot of people like math, but if you can gamify it, you know, why not do it? that's just that's all I'm saying. I, I love Blaine's idea. That's that's what I would do too. Just just brainstorm about avenues where you could actually just bring it up and just mention it. Mention it on a broadcast or mention it in an article or you know, that's that's widely distributed an MLS article.
1: Did you have a response, yeah. Tyler. Well, yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the on the same page uh, with you guys. I've had some pretty wild ideas. Um, mm-hmm on my own end. I mean, I think even at one point, a few years ago, I was saying there should be a fantasy street team, like at the beginning of the season for every single team, just, you know, a few people out there with a, you know, you see people out there with an iPad out out at the stadium, Hey, sign up for fantasy; You could win 10,000, whatever, like win a Jersey or something Um, give out. Yeah. Just so I've had some, some ideas on that front. And I I would say too, to to Blaine's point, like, yeah, I've actually mentioned some of those same ideas as far as, Mm -hmm trying to get some exposure in stadium. And I have, you know, being in attendance, I have seen like along the running boards, like MLS fantasy graphics running along there, but Mm -hmm. I can't promise anything as far as any uh, in-game announcements, that kind of thing. I've I've pushed for stuff um, as far as it coming into fruition, like some stuff does and some stuff doesn't, but I think kind of back to what I was saying as far as uh, with a new Apple deal, I mean, I think that there's definitely some some big possibilities there as far as um, incorporating fantasy aspects into broadcasts and that kind of thing. I think we'll start to see a little bit more. Um, we got to start to think about a little bit more about how fantasy should look in the next year or two and how all that intertwines, I think, is uh, is going to be fun to see it, how it plays out.
0: Christian, what other thoughts do you have about uh, your general – Feedback for improvements for
2: 2023. Um, well, I'm a, as some of you know, I'm a data guy, and I'm uh, pretty much a, I'm a software developer and database engineer. So I'm, all my comments are are centered around that. <laughs> um, uh, but except for the first one, I really think that we need to make an effort to reward players in this fantasy game somehow. It's legal if they win. We've, we've got a guy who, who won MLS fantasy this year who doesn't live in the United States or Canada, and he deserves recognition and prizes, in my opinion. And a lot of people feel that way, but he's not going to get them because he doesn't qualify. So I think that if we, sign, if we allow these people to sign up and play, which is what we want, I mean, seriously, um, then they should be eligible. That's my first bit of feedback. Um, and I understand there's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo involved there, but we can still probably make something happen realistically about this. Um, uh, now to the data stuff. I think that that the, um, so MLS just invested in a lot of money in their uh, stats site that's that, that's not tied to the game. Um, and I think the plan was originally to move uh, the stats piece of it, the back end of the game to use those OptiBase stats, I imagine. That, that was kind of bandied around. Um, but I'm saying this because I would like to have an open API of some kind like there used to be back when, uh, before we switched vendors to uh, um, uh, fan hub. Uh, uh, and so that we can actually do things to grow this community, like create a fan site, um, like create an advanced stats site that has focused numbers based on the game Itself and performance in that game. Um, also, I, I totally, totally think we need to have historical data, uh, like what Premier League does. They have all of your past years and performance. Uh, you know, for each of your the years that you've played, uh, all that's readily available right there in the game. Um, Another bit of feedback is get please 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 get rid of gigya authentication the thing that thing has nerfed so many fantasy players this year because it it went down a bunch of times and people couldn't get it into their account okay. um i think you should frankly just if i mean you have the option of having a like an email password based uh authentication i think you should just let them have that and you know, forget about login from Facebook, Google, unless you can roll it out more more uh, reliably. And the last thing is probably um, something I think everyone will appreciate is better filters on on the actual pick page on your actual team management page. You know, the drop down filters. Um,
0: okay. Every every uh, point generating stat.
2: Yeah, every point generating stat, you need to be able to sort by uh, in a couple different ways, hopefully. Um, Meaningful ways. Uh, Over the years, FPL has done this. Bundesliga hasn't, but... um, I mean, Bundesliga is about the same quality and I really like that game. So it's not really a deal killer because we could... I mean, if if we had the open API, we could turn to other fantasy stats sites because they would be built by guys like me. <laughs> um,
0: and we used to have it. We used to be able to, yeah. we used to have more filters.
2: Yeah. we did. More, so, more stats. So that's my feedback. I mean, like, I know I just asked the impossible, so please forgive me. It's not a reflection on you, Skyler. It's just, you know, the way it is. Somebody
1: no, is like I said, it. I mean, um, the guys on, on the MLS side are willing to listen to that feedback and it could be something that, a couple months down the road, you know, early next season or before next season, we, some of you guys, Christian, I mean, Blaine, Reed, Mm -hmm. Ashley, just get a handful of the MLS community or MLS fantasy community together and talk to some of the the guys at MLS and say, this is what we want. And, you know, obviously everything's not going to happen. Like everybody's got their own ideas, how it should look, um, what the best platform would look like. It's, everybody's not going to be happy end of the day, but at least, you know, you've got uh, kind of an open platform to, to voice your opinion and stuff. So I think that that would be uh, something that you just keep those ideas fresh and, you know, you might be able to. I'd
2: I'd postpone a wedding for that. (laughs) (laughs) You have my number. (laughs) Yeah. Because no, it's,
3: on that idea, I'd be totally open to that. And I know we've got some people in Discord that are really in tune with what the community is looking at. I mean, I had a question in here. Did you know if you click on a player, if you get drilled down in the fantasy game to a player so you can see their game log stats, did you know you can scroll sideways in there? Yes, yes. yes.
2: Not, everybody. Not knows everybody that. does.
3: Because the button is white with no border, no symbol on it. It is a white button on the side.
2: That's because you're using Internet Explorer from
3: 2001. <laughs> no, I'm on
0: Chrome.
3: I'm in Chrome seeing this. But yeah, um, like it, it's nonetheless brought the, to you by
0: Safari now.
3: The right? <laughs> you can't you can't see those, and then you've got your top point generating stats. Okay, everybody's looking at goals, assists, penalties, whatever clean sheets is on that front, but like defenders should be short sorted by clean sheets in that first column, like goals is for forward. And then all your defensive bonus point stats right after that. So they're on that one where you don't have to scroll sideways. It's stuff like that, that could really just take the, take what's already there without much and just display it a little differently. Um, uh, and on that, I don't think, I don't like percentage ownership. I think that's another one of those, like, we're getting into nitty gritty now because I think mm-hmm. the game is really in a good spot. Like pre- instead of percentage ownership, I would rather see a change in percentage ownership because you can work with that better, even with zombie teams, which I know has been talked about. If we don't remove zombie teams, if we just leave them there, because some people want to set it and forget it. And if they win a week, they win a week, whatever.
2: Yeah. And they're um, not all dead teams either. They're not all dead teams yeah. either, but it's like, so, like okay. a
1: percentage added added this week or something Yeah, like or what that the would be useful. Percentage
3: is, if yeah. 20% of teams start next year, with Mukhtar and their team, great. We could we have that as a baseline. If the, he has a good week in the next week, he's up to 23. Okay, just display a pluck three percent ownership. If he go mm-hmm. if he dips down to 10, minus 10% ownership this week. Just whatever the difference is between last week and this week, it gives you the trend of what's going on your current week.
2: That's, it doesn't matter if that's it, what if that's it, what we're looking for anyway. Yeah. You know when we're looking at ownership.
3: Yeah, we just want to see like if you could do transfers in and transfers out, that's great, but that's probably too hard. Just you're changing your percentage ownership. If it spikes really high, you know people are looking at them. If it drops off, you know people are moving away. It it's an easy one like that. And then I have two more game changing ideas, but wingers wingers in a four three three or forward just period Johnny Russell the forward he's always been a forward he saw a lot less play this year because he was moved to a midfielder your your wingers in a four three3 don't score enough bonus points don't perform well enough regularly to make it into teams one of your one of your better wingers this year young guy uh Etienne Jr in Columbus couldn't crack into most rosters because he just he didn't score enough points. You, they just they don't in that type of system. And so they're better off. They'll see more play if you put them in as forwards. Plus, then it gives you some bonus point producing forwards where some weeks you're looking at it. Kansas City is a good example. Johnny Russell would have fared a lot better with the bonus points as a forward on bad weeks while Willie Agata came in and just started crushing it on the goals. Now you've got a real choice. Do you think Agata is really going to score? Do you think Johnny Russell is just going to pick up those bonus points and give you a better? floor compared to a ceiling it gives you that whole thing and my final one is another one that Reed's usually harping on is I hate the budget system I really do I hate the budget at the beginning of the year you're playing nothing but take low value guys and try to spike your value as quickly as possible because if Vela starts at 10 million and puts up a two he's going to drop five or half a million in your in your value If you grab a guy who starts off at 7 million and puts up five points, he's going to go up that half a million and you come out ahead for taking the weaker player who has it. It's just playing the budget game sucks. We get these crazy inflated budgets. I think the system was there on the previous one. And maybe the new team has to come up with something a little different because it was proprietary, but it should be points over the average at your position. That's what it used to be. If, all midfielders across the game average five points. If you want to see a budget increase, you've got to score 7, 8, 10 points and beat them out. If you score four or five, you're not going to take a knock. Your historical data doesn't matter. It's all about where you're at and how you did this week versus your position. Your top 20%, 10% get half a million increase. Your next 20 30% get 400,000. And just on down until you don't get it, whatever you need to break it up as something like that where it's compared to who you're playing or how your position is doing, not how your historical points are and whatever your supposed output should be compared to your budget price. Because it just it's really weird. It gives you the inflated budgets. And personally, there becomes a lot there, there's a lot less skill when everybody's got 140, 150 million dollars. There were only two times, I think, on the back end of the season where I actually maxed out my budget, taking the guys I wanted. And that's not skill. That's just daily fantasy again. I think you can get back to some of the skill-based game if you lower what our full budget is at the end of the season. And the only way to do that is to rein in how quickly budgets can rise.
0: Right. Did I harp? I don't know. That, that is definitely my preferred. That was my favorite price change system when it was based yeah. on the averages and things for a few years ago. but. And I've complained about the current budget
3: system every year. It's been there because it's just, it inflates too fast. It's too easy to game it. It's really unpredictable if you don't know what you're doing. And when you dive into it, it becomes so predictable early in the season. You can do whatever you want. And late in the season, it just doesn't matter anymore.
1: You think the uh, the limited transfers would kind of stifle that a little bit and, <laughs> and slow, uh, slow down it some of the... No, it absolutely could.
0: Limited transfers, I think back in the day, was no budget.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah, too. But I think we still I'm, have to ch- change
0: with transfer in and transfers out, like a la EPL. Didn't we do that still? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, don't know. know that I ever used it
3: because that was just such a long time ago. I remember keeping spreadsheets of my transfers for the next six weeks to get down to a four-team crunch and make sure I got enough players in from there so I could feel yeah. the whole uh, starting 11 for that. That's and probably... away.
2: That's probably the best idea of her on my. Why don't we just go to a spreadsheet system?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, actually, has one more. I
2: have one a, a more, have one more. very quick, <laughs> very very quickly. I have one more suggestion, and this has been. I know, read. Damn it! But we absolutely positively have to get defensive midfielders in this game. All right, like. Mm -hmm. player pools too limited to begin with you got to have defensive midfielders all right easy way to do that is give them clean sheet points not as much as a defender but more than a midfielder so there you have it my last
0: (laughs) alternatively you could have a role that is uh, like a utility player where you could maybe put in some of those wingers or some of those demons or some of those players and maybe that's just like, like a secondary bench of two players. And maybe that one is not subject to a transfer limit where you could just like, you could pick two players to be utility players each week.
2: Hey, wait, and we're, we're not, we're not at the point yet where we're actually transfer limit is a foregone conclusion. No, I'm just saying yeah. if you, if okay. you
0: wanted to, to do something like that, that, that could be a way where you could have a limit for like your field, but then maybe have some utility players and uh, maybe have a limited pool, but um I mean, give me some Nuobito action right there. so <laughs> All right. So those are some of our thoughts. Uh, if you again, if you have feedback, you can hit us up on, on Twitter. You can also tell the survey. I'll post a survey again. I want to do to wrap everything up with just some quick, just general feedback from from Skylar. You guys about some thoughts from the survey of the specific questions that have been asked. Uh, by far, the most positive result, which the answers are usually with these surveys of, I would like to see this change. This change would not impact my interest in the game, or I would not like to see this change. The only question where everybody answered either I would like it, or if you did it, it wouldn't change was having an indicator for card accumulation. So someone getting close to a yellow card accumulation, if there was some Mm -hmm. way to have an indicator about that, that seems to be a very positive community um, thought right now. And I know Mike, bless his soul, and some of the hard work he did with injury news. And and that that is something that we do struggle with sometimes. Um, But I think that would definitely be a very positive feedback from community. Um, Would would you all, does anybody disagree who's on the show tonight about that?
1: No, I I like that thought for sure. I think it's something that could be integrated. Um, Of course, there are a lot of things I think should be automated on that side of things that aren't. Um players being added to the game once they make an appearance for one. <laughs> um, I think that should be an automatic um thing that the game has in place, which just isn't quite there yet. But yeah, I mean the the card thing is an absolute, I think as far as uh especially some of the hardcore fancy guys, like that that should be an automatic. So I like it. Yeah.
3: like a simple way to do that for me, just graphical yellow cards until suspension. Yeah, and just count it down. And when good behavior comes in, you tick it up by one. You just and then yeah, but MLS
2: think- doesn't always get it get it right either, though. <laughs> I mean, like your source data has to be true before you can offer that. With but it at certain-
0: least at least it has a it's a consideration for you. Maybe you can click on the card. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, Takes yeah. you to the yeah. to the page, but that's yeah, um, but yeah, something like that is, is something that that people okay. considered. Um, we mentioned dead teams before, and and that's something people have talked about. And I didn't know if as a suggestion, if there could ever be, I mean, maybe a reaffirmation, like if your team hasn't changed for three weeks, like if the game's able to log, if you've made a transfer, does it send you a a message like, hey, are you still playing? Or your team is going to go into a suspended state and it takes away maybe for some of that data or if there's any way to help purge some of that. Um, Or is that just beyond the capabilities
1: of the game, Skylar? I wouldn't say it's beyond the capabilities. I just think that there's probably a lot involved on the the terms and conditions side. I mean, obviously, if you uh, axe somebody's team midseason, and somebody could get pretty ticked off if they didn't know about it. But, you know, you'd have to address that on the front end in that kind of scenario and say, hey, you know, in the terms and conditions, it says if your team's inactive, you've earned zero or whatever, like you haven't made a transfer in, I don't know, five, six weeks and your team's going to be canceled. So,
3: budget, budget reset with every FCL qualifier combo. Reset the budget back to 100 million, make it tougher on us again. Maybe it goes up by 10 million every increment, whatever. Zero, blank out everybody's team, and you have to pick a new team at that point. And it's just like that way, you're, everybody's starting but every did FCL. Did we do that two years ago? Budget, the budget didn't reset. But it did like oh we no had that two... was the, well, that was when it was half and half when we did one half of the yeah. season yeah, the other, yeah. everything reset. Yeah like
2: 2020, you, I think we did that.
3: Yeah, you could keep player values the same. So if you've earned three million in player value, the player stays at that three million higher or whatever. But your budget um, resets and instead of starting over, players keep working work in the same system, yeah, but your team value total resets. For the next qualifier meaning everybody starts the next qualifier on a level playing field because I know there's a strategy out there that you sacrifice the first qualifier to do nothing but build budget and then when you have a higher budget you start trying to storm in through the other three and get your qualification out of the way
0: uh, another question it was on the survey would people like to see a chip system like as in Fantasy premier league and for those of you who don't play that the chip system with premier league is there are three times during a year where you can activate a special what they call a chip so like double my fantasy captain's points give me all the points on my bench and another one that i can't think of right now um it was was that something we'd like to see in mls the survey is kind of split between like no's and, and yeses here but what do you all think about having some sort of little novelty uh special chip action system
2: I like it better than limited transfers.
0: <laughs>
2: we see what you're saying on
0: that.
1: Actually, I I like the the chip system. I mean, I I can see where it's uh, where MLS kind of took a stance there a few years ago when I when I first became a little bit more involved on the back end of things, saying, "Hey, we're not. This isn't Premier League fantasy. This is MLS fantasy." Which, right. I mean, you're talking like I've said, we've got just over twenty thousand players. I don't even know what Premier League numbers are this year. I guarantee you, in the mil- oh, yeah. million, yeah, in the millions, and so, and that's another. I mean, back to Christian's point, like they, they're able to uh, award prizes throughout the world. So I mean, that's a, an obvious draw. I mean, if you're putting your time and effort into something, I mean, for me especially at this point, it's like I, I if I'm doing something that I want to win, I want to win a prize.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not just wasting my time. You know, I've, of course, course, adds. Entertainment, um, building a fantasy team, this and that, but I want to win at the end of the day. And most people do. And so yeah, that the allure of winning a prize, um, I think Premier League, you know, that's where you get those uh just balloon numbers of of millions of players. And so, yeah, initially, like at the at the base of it all, like MLS fantasy is not Premier League fancy, but all that to say, like I actually do kind of think it would be fun to just incorporate some of those chips uh, double triple captain whatever like um, maybe even come up with a a unique chip for MLS I think would be kind of cool something that premier league fantasy doesn't offer Mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah maybe differentiate a little bit that way and I I wouldn't be opposed to a chip system
3: so I have one thing to say against the chip system and that's because MLS I know what (laughs) was it qualifier two started with Tati being like a 60 point captain, a 58 point captain, something like that. Something ridiculous because he had a hat trick and whatnot. And that basically broke qualifier too. Like either you had him as your captain and were in the hunt or you weren't. Now imagine putting a, d- a double point captain on that week. Like you've instantly broken our game. I think if you do it would have to be custom to what we do and maybe it's hey, extra two million budget that you can use just for this one week to fit in a couple of players you really want. Like things that would allow you, maybe you get one that says you can have a fourth player from this team for this week only. Like those type of things where it allows you to break (laughs) roster building rules and not break scoring rules. because Get get a Tam chip and a Gam chip to do different things. Oh, that could be fun. (laughs) That
0: could be fun. If you do the scoring
3: rules, you're going to break something, especially when you start getting into crazy double game week shenanigans, and you're going to have a lot of people that burn it on an Arango two-point double game week captain, so they end up with six points instead of four, and other people are going to go with some stupid Wagner double game week captain and end up with 80 points.
1: It's the game changer factor, though, Blaine. I mean, hey, you're sitting there at number fifty overall, uh, two weeks to go, and then ooh, you've got, uh, you yeah, know, you, you went Vela. Everybody else went Arango. You've got Vela, who you said not to go with. I, and then Vela goes off for thirty points, and you just you, you, you're back up there, top ten. That's, that's kind of just, just the, that's added the whole fun. point
3: of that. Chip. Yeah. I think it's too right. variable, though. That's where it's eh, we're eh, not predictable enough as a league. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I like the,
2: cams oops all mil, midfielders chip yeah no,
0: like, <laughs> you, you get a DP chip it lets you break the roster rules and you have get Tam and game and just adds different amounts of extra money for that for that round I could, I could get behind that that could be kind of fun. uh the last one I will end with because it's I mean yearly and this year it's actually a little bit higher than it was last year uh draft option within the game not no longer replace it with a draft, but sort of again kind of like EPl has a concurrent draft ability within the game is that something you'd like to see or the second question with Skylar was is even uh, a consideration
1: yeah I think as far as it being a consideration is is to be seen I think that that would be something that if we were to kind of have some some fantasy minds come together and talk with some of the higher ups, so to speak, at MLS, and that might be something that you know, if, if people are passionate about it enough, then yeah, like throw that out there and say, We really want to see this incorporated. Um, me personally, I, I've guess I've got my reservations as far as the involvement. Um, I do think it would be, I, I love the idea, I think it would be fun initially. I just don't know, I mean, like you alluded to with the uh teams that just fall off playing season long, I just imagine it being even more so maybe with a season long aspect. Yeah. And then you've got three or four managers playing in a, uh, you know, eight to team, eight to 10 team league with like five or six dead teams. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just thinking a little bit further ahead. I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be competitive leagues. If, if there was ever a draft league, then yeah, there would be some, some heavy hitter leagues, uh, Hopefully, with with some of us involved. <laughs> um, but I could also see, you know, just from a casual aspect, if you draft a team, then uh, I just don't know how much traction something like that would get without we stuff like we oh. talked about earlier with the marketing, with pushing yeah. the game. So I'm not saying it's like completely ruled out. I just think there would, there would have to be a lot of um, a lot of things happen to
2: as in order uh, for it to happen. As the, unless unless FanHub. Offers this as a solution already. I can imagine that's going to be an astronomical cost to write it because it the only thing that you're actually retaining, you're, you're getting rid of all the game logic that we currently have not getting rid of, but layering on top of it an incredibly different set of uh game rules. And the biggest, the
3: biggest thing because I've I run the draft, I run a draft league yeah. on the side. I could provide a lot of rules that you could use. I think the biggest thing you would need for those, I mean, it's the database space for one, and getting all that. But the waiver system is the big piece that you would have to write. That's what's not there. Scoring is well, already and the, there. Draft.
2: the and draft. The draft itself,
3: <laughs> drafting. That's not. That's not as hard. But. Um, Yeah, writing, okay, so writing a draft and writing a waiver system, those are the two big (laughs) ones. You've got the scoring, you've got everything else, you've got the roster, you've got the graphical interface if you just use what's already there. So it's not too far. My thing with draft is draft is a pod type of system, and I love it for that. I've played NFL fantasy multiple times. I've tried getting on ESPN or Yahoo and joining a random league, and you never stick with it. There's two or three guys that do. The randoms are not where you make your bank on that. That's not who you're marketing it to. You're marketing it to pods of guys that know each other, that are friends, that want to play an eight to 10 or a 12 team league with their buddies. And they're going to stick it out each year because they're the, they're the ones keeping each other accountable for playing the game. When you're playing with randos, nobody's keeping you accountable. It's just, Oh, I forgot to set my lineup this week. I guess I am in that league, aren't I? It's one of those things. So, It's one of those, it's a supplemental thing in my mind. I think if there is enough drive to get it going, I think it would be an incredibly beneficial thing for the fantasy game to offer. But the upfront cost of getting those few pieces that aren't there together could be more than it's worth. But I think if it was there and marketed that way, is there the only place to officially play draft fantasy? because we're using Excel spreadsheets for ours because that's what we have. It would be nice to have a system like that. And I think a lot of people would join to it. I know there was a draftmls.com or something a couple of years ago that was a third party site that actually worked pretty well and it saw a lot of traction, but it got too costly for them to maintain. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had any real ad revenue to it, unlike the regular MLS site where you can plaster cheevits and whatever other ones on the side and still get some of your ad revenue for that.
0: It would be very interesting, but it would overturn a lot of those uh, those home leaks, which I know are a lot of fun, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, that's all that I had listed for tonight. Uh, I appreciate you guys for coming out to the show and, and talking tonight. I appreciate everyone who joined us and those who have taken the time to fill out the survey. I will be sharing that again over the next few days. Because again, the, the more feedback that we get, we'll pass this on. As, as we know from, from Skyler, people have already said that uh, MLS is open to this. Uh, and a, and a, a one big special shout out. I, I saw at least one person who responded saying, get rid of that second assist rule. And <laughs> I am right there with you, friend. But I'm pretty sure that, that uh, well, I know for a fact that Skyler and I are on the opposite sides of this war. And it will probably be carved in our tombstones as well so so that is that is not going to change anytime soon but i appreciate i appreciate that comment yeah
1: so a, as long as mls awards it then it's got to be a fancy stat <laughs>
0: <laughs> right thank you there it is uh but before we wrap up i'll see if you guys have anything to plug for this last time before we uh i guess call it put a, put a pin in it for the 2022 fantasy season christian
2: i'm gonna plug third assists. oh my gosh thanks this... cam for that uh spoon fed joke anyway uh the mls fantasy boss discord i um, every time i'm on here i plug this and rightly so because it's great and probably because i'm the admin
3: anyway Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i want to say a big thank you to anybody who sent kind words this year i've had a lot of feedback just in different places and a lot of banter with some of the crazy stuff like the NeverVella. it's all about the community and so thank you to anybody who's given me some encouragement along the way and also want to shout out I know we're going through playoffs but the NWSL final is this Saturday um been a fun season over there too I know we don't get to talk about it as much but there's some craziness going on in the women's soccer world and it is actually Portland Thorns and Kansas City Current playing in the final Saturday night so go check that out. Those two teams have been playing really well and gone through a lot of adversity this season, Kansas city with injuries and Portland with all the stuff drama. We're not really going to talk about on here, but that would be a huge thing to tune into if you've got nothing better to do on Saturday night.
1: And Skylar. Yeah. Just uh, want to obviously tell everybody out there just say, hey, thanks for uh, the support this season. You guys have been awesome. I mean, you read the entire team at the, uh, the MLSFI, uh, crew, you guys do an amazing job just delivering what everybody wants to hear on the fantasy side of things. Um, we try to do what we can on, on, uh, the MLS side, obviously they're not going to be featuring fantasy articles every single day of the week, like we'd all hope for, but, um, you guys pull up, pull the slack. So <laughs> appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, just uh huge thanks to everybody throughout the season that's reached out and kind of like Blaine said, just offered up any encouragement, even as far as saying, hey, um, when is this guy going to be added or this guy should be flagged uh, red card or like just the, all of that uh, combined has been huge. It's been a big help for me. Some people are like, hey, I, you know, hate to bug you or whatever, but it's really it's not bugging me. It's It's fun to see. It's good to see people getting involved and saying like, hey, we want to see this happen on the game side of things and knowing that i can help uh help throughout that process um you know it's it's cool to see so appreciate everybody out there and yeah let's uh let's keep this thing going and have another fun season next year
0: like yeah i don't think i have anything else i can add to that you guys touched on it all uh discord thanks to everyone for the season uh thanks for everyone who was a, a patreon member uh like i said I know it's been a little bit delayed this season with with my move and job change of getting out some of the swag, but I am working on that. So that is coming as well as our prizes because we are a prize league, multiple prize leagues here with gift cards. So uh, thank you so much for everyone who's a part of this community. The community does not shut down in the off season either. So continue to head up to the Discord and chat with people. It's it's a fantastic group. And that'll be where you'll find out the first updates for 2023 as they start to trickle out. And who knows, maybe get a shot to be in a round table. I don't know. That, That seems like a good place to draw people from. Uh, But so for the last time for 2023, as always, I will tell you, good luck.